Reigning world champions on their knees, the hosts on fire, and the associate nations making sure the cricket world remember their name. It's been a competition of upsets and surprises throughout the first six rounds of the group stages. Who will qualify for the semi-finals and who will be eliminated early? We're going to discuss all that and more on today's episode of Round the Stumps. And welcome to Round the Stumps, your one-stop shop to opinions, analysis and beginner's guides from everything T20 to Test Cricket. Today we will be discussing the 2023 ICC Men's Cricket World Cup and the first two-thirds of the group stages, assess all 10 teams' performances so far and talk about who is going to qualify in one of those four coveted spots for the semi-finals. The competition has ebbed and flowed throughout the first six rounds of the group stages, with shock surprises coming as some favourites in the competition found themselves out of form from the start. Most have managed to regain their performance and get back on track, whereas defending champions England really have been left scratching their heads. With one win on the board and sitting firmly at the bottom of the table, three heavy defeats hurting their net run rate as well, it's certainly not the competition that anyone expected the 2019 champions to have. Coming off of those three heavy defeats, it was a more positive sign as England took on host nations India in the most recent game, with a great performance with the ball and on the field, restricting India with the bat. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be that second win that England is so desperately after as they failed to convert with another batting collapse, falling 100 short of their mere 230 run chase. What is going wrong with England seems to be the question on everyone's lips, and no one seems to have a straightforward answer. Their lack of preparation could be contributing to this weird form that England find themselves in, as the 15-man squad they took to India really should have seen that even with a few players out of form, they should have had the performance to stay on the front foot. Their last proper ODI tournament together as a team was in March, and although they've just come from a 3-1 series win against New Zealand at home, it has been a long time since that ODI team has played together, with franchise cricket and test cricket getting the preferential treatment in the England schedule. It also can't be shied away from that England may have come into this tournament with a little bit of arrogance, a we've done it before so we can do it again attitude, and have underestimated some of their opposition who have come with very little expectation and managed to put in incredibly good performances. Most of the Indian wickets have been showing as batting favourite, and we've seen through the first six rounds that teams with a strong batting lineup have had the advantage. That has been England's weak spot, as was shown in the game against India, so the lack of depth in their batting order really has hurt them so far in the contest. However, with some of the white ball talents they have in the squad, this batting demise really shouldn't have been something that England had seen, and so the question lies as to what is it that is preventing their batters from getting in the groove. The opinion of Round the Stumps is that England came into this contest with entirely the wrong attitude, thinking, coming off the back of their 2019 World Cup win and 2022 T20 World Cup win, they were going to walk this competition, making it easily into the semi-finals, nay finals, without really having to think too much about their game. They relied too much on experience of players who have done it before, and in the challenging and tricky conditions of India, have made some decisions that has kept the pressure on them, pressure that, with a team lacking in confidence and struggling to understand where their form has gone, they haven't been able to deal with well. 
As soon as England have found themselves on the back foot, it's been a scramble for them to get back in front. And that has been one of the crux points in their poor performance so far. One more loss will see England eliminated from the World Cup semi-finals. And it also puts into question their place in the Champions Trophy in 2025. The ICC have confirmed recently that qualification for the 2025 Champions Trophy will be decided on the top eight performing in the World Cup. Pakistan get instant qualification so if they fall outside of the top eight it will only be the top seven in the world cup who qualify for that competition another team that's been struggling in this competition with also only one win to their name is bangladesh they will also be relegated from the semi-finals if they suffer one more loss so they'll be looking at capitalizing on a shaky pakistani side in their next game against them to try and help them stay mathematically in contention unlike england bangladesh's start to the competition was not a struggle and not a difficult one in fact they found themselves coming up against two of the biggest teams in the competition also have since proven and therefore their performances against them with bad and ball weren't too shabby it's a fairly average performance all the way through this competition for the team but they have stuck in it and managed to keep challenges going keeping their net run rate at a position where they can if points are scored correctly and in their favor maybe make it to semi-finals the only win of the competition for bangladesh came against afghanistan in their opening game of the championship where they managed to bowl them out cheaply and catch the run rate quickly to get a nice run rate to start them off in the best way with one of the highest first power play wicket losses in the competition equaling that of England Bangladesh have really struggled to get through that first power play and in so putting a lot of pressure on their middle and lower order in the batting lineup it's the same situation that England find themselves in when they lose wickets quickly at the start of the game and then have more pressure on those following to keep up the run pace and catch high scores with this competition so focused on batting and as the first 30 games have shown the batting is the high focal point for everyone in this contest if you can bat well you're going to do well anyone not performing great with the bat see england and bangladesh are really struggling to stay in this competition there have been no real standout performances for bangladesh with batters averaging around 30 to 40 runs before they've fallen or given away their wicket the standout for them has been mad Madilla, who has managed to do well batting at number five to stick in for the team and at least be an end of the wicket that can stand up as the other tumbles through the order. Unless the rest of the batting lineup can come into form and Bangladesh can find a way for their bowling and fielding units to not suffer so much under the pressure, not only are they very likely to finish down the bottom of the table at the end of the World Cup, but they also risk not making it, like England, into the Championship Trophy in 2025. Whereas we've had teams that should be doing well performing not as expected, on the other side, we've had teams not expecting to do very well performing incredibly well indeed. The Netherlands is the first of these who currently sit eighth in the table after taking two impressive wins, one against the heavy batting order of South Africa. Led by captain Scott Edwards, the team has been a force to be reckoned with, not only playing well on the crease, but also playing smart cricket exposing the weaknesses of their opposition and utilizing that pressure in times where they need to get the advantage back into their hands. However, as the competition has gone on, the weakness has started to show in the Netherlands and sadly for them, it's the batting lineup that's been letting the side down. As has been mentioned many times already, it's batting that is so important as has been seen in this competition. If you can bat strong and you can bat deep, you can normally chase down any target and therefore the performance with the ball is not as important. For the Netherlands of recent, they haven't been performing great with the bat giving away wickets easily, finding themselves run out and succumbing to the pressure of teams who put them in to bat second, getting them to chase. 
Their heavy loss against Australia was a massive blow for the team, a really big dent into their net run rate. And although they do sit with two wins on the board and only the third worst run rate of the teams, it does mean that if teams like Bangladesh and England can get back on form, they will find themselves slipping down to the bottom of the table and also out of the championship trophy. The surprises and the great performances from underdogs, if you will, of this ICC Men's Cricket World Cup would really be fitting to see the Netherlands take a spot in the Champions Trophy 2025. They have been playing extremely well and extremely clever cricket, and it wouldn't be surprising to see them take down another Titan before the end of the group stages. As for everybody else currently outside the top four, it is heavily reliant on one of those top four having a disastrous end to the group stages if anyone but that top four is going to make it into qualification. The table does seem relatively set with the top four really starting to bring themselves a buffer now before the end of the seventh games are played. It's quite likely that by the end of the seventh round of the group stages, the qualification will be set and it'll be left to a discussion of who will end where in that top four rather than who will be in the top four. Pakistan started this World Cup incredibly well with two wins to their name and looking like a force to be reckoned with with the bat and ball. It all came to a close, however, when they came to their matchup with India in the third game facing off against arch rivals and not putting in a performance that really ever made it seem they were going to take the win against the host nation. Since then, Pakistan seemed to struggle a lot for performance, not only with the bat, but also on the field. Bowlers like Shaheen Afridi, who have been in great form this whole competition, were angered and frustrated by the performance of the field as wickets that should have been taken, catches that should have been caught and runouts that should have been successfully taken were lost to poor fielding. The competition so far in the ICC Men's Cricket World Cup have tended to be fairly one-sided, with only two, arguably maybe three games, really coming to a close. One of the most exciting games so far in this contest was the last game Pakistan played against South Africa. A nail-biter right up to the end, South Africa went into the second innings, having been made to bowl first after Pakistan won the toss, with the advantage, not too high of a run rate to catch, and definitely a run chase that they very easily should have been able to get with their current performance with the bat. It seemed to be advantage South Africa through most of that innings until Pakistan put the charge down around the halfway point and suddenly wickets started to fall. It all came down to the penultimate over where Pakistan just had one wicket to get while South Africa had 10 runs to claim. The tail end for South Africa really held strong and managed to get them over the line, but it was a devastating and such a close loss for Pakistan. It really gave the impression that Pakistan had refound what they'd lost in the last three matches and maybe towards the end of the competition could start winning matches again to put themselves in the best place if any of the top four have any issues going into the last few games. Although they are in a much stronger position than the likes of England and Bangladesh, Pakistan will really need to win every match now until the end of the contest, until the end of the group stages, if they want a chance of making qualification. As mentioned, they will need to make sure that one of the teams, nay, New Zealand or Australia, do not complete a win for every game they have left. And one of the teams Pakistan is left to face is New Zealand. If Pakistan can beat New Zealand when they face them in round eight, it will give them the opportunity to make it into the qualification, now then depending on net run rate. Pakistan will really be relying on South Africa to take down the two-time runners-up of the World Cup, however, if they really want to make sure there's a great chance of them still making qualification. If this podcast had come out two weeks ago, Round the Stumps would have been talking very exclusively about how Sri Lanka was already out of the competition, down on their feet with no wins to their name, a four to nothing loss rate. 
And that just goes to show how quickly things can change in this contest, as Sri Lanka now find themselves sixth in the standings, not only with two wins to their name, but also above Pakistan, Netherlands, Bangladesh and England. Their win against England was incredibly crucial to their competition campaign. Unlike England, it was a must-win game. And not only did Sri Lanka come out and win the game, they won it competitively, fought hard and showed a very attacking spirit to make sure that there was no chance England were going to win. And even if they were, it was going to be by the barest of margins. Arguably, it's been a difficult start for Sri Lanka due to the opposition they have faced. Their first game was against South Africa, a team who very much came out with a point to prove, batting to 428 before their 50 overs were over. It was an incredibly high run chase for Sri Lanka to follow, a run rate of 8.5 required over the 50 overs. And South Africa proved very quickly out the gate that if you give them the chance to get ahead, it's very unlikely you're going to get that back. The Sri Lankan sides still have to play India and New Zealand, two other heavy hitters in the competition who are on very good form. And it'll be surprising if they manage to beat either of them. But as this competition has showed so far, surprises are certainly not off the table. And someone could be the one who make the Indian Titans fall. Qualification for them too will be difficult, but if they can beat the likes of India and New Zealand, or New Zealand find themselves in a slump of form towards the end of the competition, Qualification is still mathematically possible, and with two wins to their name, they're definitely more in contention than others to make sure they could be taking one of those last four spots. The biggest surprise in this competition, and certainly here at Round the Stumps, has been the incredibly impressive performance of the Afghanistan World Cup team. With a one-to-one -one ratio of wins after six matches, no one would have given odds on that when we came to the start of the competition. The team came into the competition with only two past World Cup match wins to their name, after being in the contest on three other occasions. Now having doubled that with three wins to their name in just the first six games of this contest is an incredible resurgence of form and great to see an underdog of the contest really shining. The team are the only one now on six points as well with three wins to their name at this moment in time and have placed themselves in the best place for if any of the top four have a drop in form. Their defeats against England and Pakistan stand out most, not just because they were defeats, but the nature in which the defeats came along. The England battering was absolutely iconic and will go down in World Cup history for eternity. To take their first win against Pakistan in such a high-pressured field on such a world-class stage was also an incredible show to how confidently and competitively Afghanistan are playing with bat and ball. The team are fully deserving of a top seven finish fully deserving of a place in Championships Trophy and fully deserving to be the team in the best place possible to take a semi-final qualification spot if indeed something happens to the top four. Rather some people quietly, not biasly, like to see them do it because it's always nice to see a little bit of upset at the top, especially when the top does currently seem so set. Whether they would get any further if they did make semi-final qualification stands to remain to be told. Because when it comes to knockout cricket, it's not necessarily about how well you've played over a long period of time, but how well you play on the day. Could they stand up to the pressure of the situation? It could be remain to be seen, but it would be lovely to see someone unexpected make it into the semi-finals. They still remain to play the on-form South Africa and the back-on-form Australia, so their chances of taking three clean wins and putting themselves into qualification at the end of the group stages is probably on the lower side, but it still doesn't make us stop rooting for them every time they take to the field. Because swings in performance have already been seen, as with Sri Lanka, going from no wins after four matches to two wins after six. Australia had the reverse, taking two losses in the first two games and really looking like a team who didn't know what they were doing. 
It was a similar situation to England with Australia seeming caught out by the wickets, the way that the play was happening in India. The bowling attack seemed too seam focused, spin not being used enough, and the spin attackers that they did have didn't seem to be on form. With the bat as well, they weren't putting on too high run chases, so it just seemed to be a weak performance all round from the five-time champions. However, unlike England, Australia found what they were looking for and came out for their third game of the contest to really make sure people knew they were back in this thing. In the space of three games, they'd made their way up from the bottom of the table back into qualification, and now they're back in a position where it'll be very unlikely for them to lose it. One of the biggest reasons Australia has come back to form is their batting order. As we have already spoken about a lot, it is a batting-focused contest. So David Warner, Glenn Maxwell, Mitch Marsh and the rest coming into form with the bat, putting on centuries and not letting their wickets fall until they've made the 100 has been really crucial to Australia's turnaround in this competition. Their heavy victory against the Netherlands, bowling them all out for 90 after they'd set a run chase of nearly 400, was incredibly helpful for their net run rate but their performance in the earlier stages of the competition have meant that that hasn't made their run rate the best in the competition best run rate still belongs to south africa south africa's dominance with the bat was surprising and no one seemed to be speaking about it before the world cup so it was slightly shocking to see them come out in their first game to set 428 when they hadn't been picked as favourites by any of the pundits around the world. Not only have they got a deep batting order that has been able to handle the pressure and keep the run rate ticking over, but they've also managed to keep the pressure off when wickets have started to fall. Their batting lineup has been the talking point of the competition, with anyone envious of players like Henrik Klaassen, Quinton de Kock and Aidan Markham bringing home the force all getting regular centuries in this competition. They seem to really be getting on board with the Indian wickets, able to take on Seymour spin attack spectacularly to keep their run rate up high and very hard to catch. Two heavy defeats against England and Bangladesh really set their standards going with their net run rate, putting their net run rate above two in the positive figure. If they can beat India, they will put themselves to the top of the table, which could throw a bit of a spanner in the works when it comes to the predicted final. Round the stumps here do predict that it'll be a South Africa versus Indian final, depending on how that top four does end up qualifying. All Rather Stumps is hoping for is that South Africa and India do not end up in the same semi-final fight because it would be a slightly more predictable final, we feel, if that was the case. It's looking likely that the semi-finals will be between South Africa, India, Australia and New Zealand, who had a very good start to the competition, but in an opposing performance to Australia now seem to find themselves on the back foot. New Zealand had a great start to the competition, taking out England in their first match against them after coming off a 3-1 series loss in a home ODI series in the UK. But as they've come up to face their fellow semi-final qualifiers, or likely semi-final qualifiers, it has started to show weaknesses in New Zealand's game, and they've found themselves really up against it when fighting these sides. Their Indian defeat, saw them maybe kind of come back in the middle of the batting innings where India were chasing after a fall of some quick wickets, but they never really seemed on top of that game. The loss against Australia was much, much tighter than going all the way down to the wire as both teams batted and bowled incredibly well to set a high enough run chase that the chase was on, but also not high enough that the chase was 
uncatchable. New Zealand will really need to find some performance, especially with South Africa coming up as their next fight. They are in a position like Australia that three more losses could see them fall out of that top four. Having already played India and Australia and lost, New Zealand can afford to lose this game against South Africa, knowing that their last two games are against opponents that on paper they should beat but once again as has already been mentioned this competition is throwing up a lot of curveballs so because you should beat a team on paper doesn't necessarily mean you will on the field new zealand probably feel like the team that are at most risk of losing their qualification spot it was almost the first loss of the entire contest for india but rallying behind them was the home crowd that saw them over the line to put in another hefty defeat against england it keeps them as the only team with a clean sheet at this world cup giving them six wins and maximum points so far they are still to play South Africa, which will be an incredibly interesting game to watch, a game that may be rerun come the final. If they can beat South Africa, however, it is highly likely that India will go on to complete the group stages with a clean sheet, taking maximum points from their nine games. The England squad put in a really good charge against India, making them bat first for the first time in this competition. Getting some very important wickets early were very important, but Captain Rohit Sharma really did stand strong for the team and do the one thing that England and Bangladesh haven't really been able to do, which is get a player to stay in and stick in at the crease for a very, very long time from the start of the game. Power play one wickets have been crucial in the defeats of teams in this competition so far. So it's really important that the top order, nay the top three batsmen, maybe four at a push, really can stand strong at the start of an innings to build the platform for the team come the latter half. And if it hasn't been Sharma, it's been Virat Kohli or KL Rahul who have been holding the fort for India, really putting on a great performance for their home crowd. Home advantage definitely has something to be said for, especially when a run or a block or a wicket is cheered for so hardly. It really does build the passion back up in the team and really get them going, especially if they've fallen into a little bit of a slump. So it can't be denied that's definitely helping the Indian team. But with the performance they've been having with the ball as well, it's almost been unimportant how impressive their batting lineup is. Keeping teams restricted, low run scores, low chases to catch, it's almost been too easy for the Indian batting lineup to catch these runs. Hence why they're comfortably at the top of the table. With qualification for the Champions Trophy 2025 also being a factor in this World Cup, even if teams get relegated in the next round, it's still going to be important for them to keep playing and keep playing well to make sure they don't end up at the bottom two spots of the table. How fair it is that the ICC, one, made this decision and two, announced this decision so deep into the contest is a discussion point for another day. It seems unfair to those who didn't manage to qualify for the World Cup this year, teams such as West Indies, Ireland, Scotland, who are no longer able to take part in the Champions Trophy or even qualify for the Championships Trophy because of the way the ICC has decided that this Championship Trophy will be decided. Obviously, teams in the World Cup should have been playing for wins and should have been playing to try and get in the top four from the start. But this added pressure, if you will, to teams out of form, such as England, is almost a little unfair from the ICC. It feels like the decision should have been made before the contest started. Everyone should have been aware, even before qualification for the World Cup, to let teams know that if they didn't qualify for the World Cup, they couldn't take part in the Champions Trophy in 2025. It just feels like the decision has come very late and here at Round the Stumps, we're not sure how 
unfair that's been on teams and nations who have not managed to make it into this World Cup. And even teams and nations in the World Cup now is pressure not only builds to perform, builds to get into the semi-finals, but also now builds once they may or may not have been eliminated. Pressure keeps coming. And for teams who aren't on form, pressure is the one thing they will have wanted to relieve if they do get eliminated early to try and put in some strong performances at least to end the contest on a high. That is all we have for you today here at Round the Stumps. Thank you so much for tuning into this 2023 ICC Men's Cricket World Cup special as we have talked through the group stages. We will be back next month to talk about the competition once again after the finale has been played to see if anyone managed to turn their form around in these latter stages, or if, as we expect, India can go on to make it a clean sweep all the way through the 48 games that have been played. For the latest from the world on cricket, please make sure you're keeping up with us on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, the Round the Stumps blog at roundthestumps.com. You can also keep up with us here on YouTube, where you can watch this podcast as a vodcast, and also see some cricket challenges and specials coming up in the near future. Until next time, drive straight down the ground, bowl full, and remember, you can always go round the stumps.